chapter forty three of carpenter's geographical reader africa by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b farming in south africa returning to bulawayo we travel southward through bechuanaland the transvaal the orange river colony and other states of south africa visiting the towns and spending some time on the farms we stop at palapi a native city of twenty thousand kaffirs who have a large territory with cattle sheep and goats and from mafeking making an excursion into the kalahari desert about the outskirts of which there are scattering tribes of bushmen most of our journey over this south african plateau is through thirsty lands there are but few streams and nearly everywhere the soil is parched brown or bare now we pass through a region of stunted trees and now where there is nothing but scraggy thorn bushes the only green grass is along the borders of the few rivers or where water can be got for irrigation the grazing farms are large as it takes much land for the stock and the homes of the farmers are far apart this is so with most of south africa except in the mountains along the eastern coast in natal which is so green and beautiful that it is called the african garden and in basutoland which adjoins it there are also good lands in the orange free state and the transvaal basutoland has the highest mountains on the continent south of the equator some of its peaks being over two miles above the sea it has wild ravines wooded glens and slopes covered with green pastures silvery waterfalls pour down its deep gorges and it is so beautiful that it is called the switzerland of south africa the country is also fine about cape town but above it the land rises into the great karoo a plateau almost as wild and dry as the kalahari desert and higher still on another terrace there are tracks bleak and bare some of these lands make excellent farms wheat barley oats and corn are grown in large quantities in the transvaal there are cotton plantations and extensive farms devoted to tobacco cape colony is noted as a wine-growing region and fruits from that colony and natal are exported to europe and the united states the fruits here are ripe in january february and march the summer of southern africa so that they command high prices in the northern markets as it is then our winter stock farming is one of the chief industries of south africa cattle thrive in most of the states and the high dry climate is especially fitted for sheep goats and ostriches the farmers are either englishmen or boers the descendants of the dutch settlers who came to south africa long ago and took up farms about the cape of good hope when the english came the boers moved back into the orange free state and the transvaal and there built up a republic which lasted until the war between the british and the boers when that country came under the government of the british there were cattle and sheep here when the foreigners came and the various kaffir tribes still owned stock the hottentots used oxen as pack and riding animals and they even trained them as war oxen to charge the enemy they had ox races riding the animals without saddles and directing them by a rope or strip of hide fastened like bridle reins to a small stick pierced through the nose of the ox the descendants of these native cattle are still to be found 
although many finer breeds have been brought in from europe the native cattle retain their wild character and become dangerous when excited or disturbed in any way the cows will give down their milk only in the presence of the calf and a calf is brought out at milking time sometimes it is said a stuffed calf is kept on hand to be shown to the cow she smells it and thereupon lets down her milk we find large sheep farms in cape colony and also in the other states south africa vies with australia and argentina as one of the best sheep lands upon earth and its wool commands high prices in our markets sheep thrive in the rich pastures on the slopes of the mountains and also upon the karoo plateau where the pasturage is so scanty that from three to twelve acres are required for one sheep the native sheep are brown with heavy flat tails made up of fat some such sheep are still owned by the natives but the most common flocks are merinos and other fine breeds we visit several sheep farms the sheep are kept in large fields and strange to say a flock often has one or more goats in it the goats serving as sheep dogs they are trained to lead the flock from field to field and are especially valuable when it is necessary to drive the sheep from one part of the country to the other the goats will even lead them across the streams they swim in front and the sheep follow after they have taken one flock across in this way some of them are so trained that they will then turn around swim back and a little later bring across another flock goat raising is now common throughout these colonies angora goats have been imported from asia minor and elsewhere they are grown for their wool known as mohair which is used to make ladies dress goods and other fine cloths there are now more goats than cattle in south africa there are more than five million in cape colony alone and the mohair shorn from them amounts to millions of pounds every year many of the south african farms are far from the railroads the wool and grain are brought to the trains in huge wagons each drawn by a long team of oxen often twenty or thirty of these beasts will be yoked to one wagon which creaks and shrieks as it is dragged over the rough road the oxen are usually driven by black-skinned kaffirs who form to a large extent the farm hands of this country we now and then stop to talk with the farmers they tell us their troubles and we find that they have quite as many as our farmers at home in the frontier regions there are leopards jackals baboons and lions which prey on the flocks and some regions are infested by the terrible tsetse or poison fly whose bite kills horses oxen sheep and dogs this fly is found in many parts of africa and it destroys thousands of animals every year it looks very much like a small bee save that its body is marked by yellow bands another trouble of the south african farmer is the horse sickness which attacks horses and mules and still another the rinderpest which kills the cattle in addition there are seasons of drought when the crops are burned by the sun and the cattle and sheep die of thirst and hunger and at other times hailstorms when hailstones some as big as hen's eggs destroy the grain and fruit and even kill fowls and goats as we ride over the country on the railroad we pass through a great cloud of locusts there are so many that they darken the sky and the train men tell us that they sometimes even stop their cars their crushed bodies so greasing the rails 
that the wheels spin round and round without moving onward the locusts come only occasionally but in such swarms that they eat up everything green in their track they ruin the crops and the european settlers endeavor to poison and kill them in various ways end of chapter forty three